Every survey I've read lately about Christianity in America says that it's in decline. Church attendance, Bible reading, prayer, denominational affiliations, all down. It seems that America is becoming less religious. But what if I told you that America is becoming more religious? Well, let's look into that here on Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Buchanan. Who are you? Who are so wise? Is America becoming more or less religious? Well, of course, that depends on how you measure uh, religious. Uh, there's no question that Christianity is in decline in America, but it's still the religion that many self-identify with. In fact, according to the Pew Research people, 65% of American adults identify as Christians. Now that is down from 75% in 2015 and down from 85% in 1990. So the trend is down. Another number is on the rise, and that group is called the nuns, uh, meaning those who do not identify with any religious affiliation. So if Christianity is declining and more people are in the nun category, how can I say that religion is on the rise? Well, I take this from a very simple observation in our culture and from scripture. It is the Bible's position that the human heart must have something or someone to worship. Human beings simply can't let a vacuum remain in their heart for one minute. As Augustine said, the heart is restless until it finds its rest in God. But what if humans don't want God? How are they still worshiping? Well, Paul says in Romans 1, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And then he goes on to say that although people know God is there, they refuse to honor him or esteem him as having any worth or glory. They won't even thank him for their lives. So the consequence of this attitude towards God is that he says, okay, if you don't want me, but you want all these other things that you love, you can have them. Now, Paul tells us that when that happens, it doesn't take long before people start lying to one another, mistrusting one another, harming one another, murdering, stealing from one another. Life becomes a war zone. Sound familiar? Yet you can hear the longing for peace and fulfillment and happiness. You can hear it in contemporary music, political promises, educational institutions yearning for freedom from all those horrible things we just mentioned. You can't suppress the longing for something transcendent, something outside of us that can thrill our souls or give us what we're looking for. But what are we looking for? Well, I think there's three things that people in our day are looking for. Satisfaction, significance, and safety. God designed our souls to be satisfied. So what makes you happy? We all lots of things make us happy. A date with my wife, time with our children, our grandkids, a good book on a beach, a warm day, a medium well steak. But what if my happiness quotient gets short-circuited? What if my wife is ill so we can't have a date, or my children and my grandkids are all too busy for my time, or my book is boring and the beach is cold and rainy, or worse, my steak is looking like a burnt offering. When things go haywire like that, you soon find out that your satisfaction is more in transient things than the all-satisfying love of Christ. 
Do you want to know who the truly satisfied person is? Psalm 65 verse 4 says, Happy is the one that you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house and the holiness of your temple. Not only are we designed by God for satisfaction, but also for meaning. Desiring significance has been a big part of my life. I, I could never see myself doing something that I thought was insignificant as a job. Now, significance is in the eye of the beholder, but the drive for significance goes deeper than what I do. It goes all the way to the heart of my identity. A long time ago, I, I wanted to be a professional actor. I thought of myself as an actor. I did things actors are supposed to do, audition and hopefully work. I did a lot of auditioning, not so much work. But here's the thing about identity. What if your identity is built on something that can be taken away? I don't know of anything in this world that is lasting. Jobs, money, careers, academic achievements. If you built your identity on what you do and it's no longer required of you, then who are you? Do you get lost in, 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 uh, in life? God's answer to our need for significance is simple. Know him. The apostle John wrote about who Christians are. He said this, see what kind of love the father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. Paul wrote that Christians were chosen before the foundation of the world to be holy and to be adopted by God through Christ. Now, finally, no one can uh, suppress the longing for security for very long. We, we want to feel safe. Safety is about the truth. Who or what do we trust in? And so to feel safe, we put our trust in things like our accomplishments, our position in uh, the academy or wealth or uh, some skill uh, at controlling others. But what if that security is wiped out by a tornado or a larger company buys out your company and eliminates your job? What if you run into a person that you can't control or manipulate? You have just lost those things that you thought would make you safe from the uncertainties of life. The safest place I know isn't in this world, it's in another world. And everyone who trusts in God is safe. Proverbs 18.9 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Paul wrote in Romans uh, 8, the safest place you'll ever find. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Trying to suppress the knowledge of God's existence in the human heart is like trying to hold down a huge coil compression spring with your bare hands. This is not a slinky. This, this kind of spring explodes with power. Solomon said that God has put eternity into the heart of every human being. And that eternity doesn't remain static. It moves, it desires. It means that we long for something greater, something more beautiful, something more captivating than ourselves or anything that can be found in this world. And if we can't find it in this world, and we won't, as C.S. Lewis has concluded, then we must have been made for another world. And indeed, we are. So take Solomon's advice. 
Here's the end of the matter. Fear God and do what he says, because this is the whole duty of man. And I would add, by the way, an answer to the longings of the heart of satisfaction, significance, and security will be found in God. So thanks for joining me, and thanks to Steve Dion behind the camera as we work together to stamp out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You be of good cheer.